0: So we return. Hello,
1: <laughs> to
0: another episode of The Witcher: Chaos on the Pontar, a Let's Play podcast by Elsewhere and Beyond, run using The Witcher TRPG by Artelsorian Games. Last week, the party were tearing through the streets of Novigrad, escaping the witch hunters and guards that had captured them. But now, they have broken free of that pursuit and make their way back towards Colkstein's shop. Following on from where we ended last time with the beggars that you'd thrown a coin to covering the road with their wagon as to slow down the advance of the guards, The party, escorted by Gorm on Barksley, his noble Mastiff steed, are charging off down the road now, uh, somewhat, you'd imagine, unfollowed at this point, or at least giving you the time to, to get on ahead. As you make your way through the streets to get back to Colstein's shop across the bridge. The wagon absolutely being thrown from side to side as Oda continues to hold onto the reins. You feel the rush of wind through your hair. The pace at which you're going is pushing that horse to its limits, but you know that just a short amount of this is all that's needed. You swerve through the street, missing. Uh, people left and right, missing them now at least. I mean, killed quite a few of them earlier. I'm trying
2: not to think of that right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you keep going. Wagon, you manage to, even with the motion of the wagon, uh, hunker down next to Fluffy and uh, Sansa. You join them, Arthwin, at the back of the wagon, keeping a watch out for everybody as you continue moving through until eventually the wagon uh, breaks through the more uh, upper-class residential district, the area that you walked through, Arthwin when you'd only been here a few hours prior. Gorm swings through, sheathing his mace back onto his belt as he's atop Barksley. You watch as the dog nimbly darts past the wagon and makes its way across the bridge. Gorm gives a big dopey wave from halfway across the bridge in order to let you know that it's this way. You know, the bridge in the middle of nowhere leading to the only place you were going. But it's good to have a guide sometimes. And the rest of you follow on quickly behind. The... Wagon finally makes it across to the other side, skidding to a stop. Sansa jumps off, flustered. We don't have long. Come on. We want to get this ship away. Arthwen, I need you to do me something. A favor. I immediately step up and give her a nod. That bridge. Blow it up. She turns around.
3: (laughs) Knowing exactly how it's rigged, uh, I don't need much explanation. I just simply turn around, make the sign.
0: You make the sign. We'll say for narrative sake, we won't make you roll anything. Again, it would be hilarious to watch you explode. But. I immediately pop. You immediately pop. Well, he had a good life. And then you all go back to the boat. <laughs> you turn around. You you form this, the sign in your fingers. It's, I always imagine it's more like a rocker sign. The flames spew forth from your fingers. You hear the sound of glass breaking. And suddenly a chain reaction begins glasses break all along the wooden bridge pouring the fluid which is igniting like napalm as it soaks into the wood and the thickest black smoke begins to plume up into the sky you realize this smoke is so thick it's covering nearly all the view of the bay where this bridge was leading out over the main island as the witch is doing that, what are the rest of you doing?
1: Gorm is just laughing
0: maniacally. Like,
1: ah, yes, yes, good witch. Big boom. Yes. Very good.
0: <laughs> Gorm finally gets what he wants. Fluffy uh, is getting off of the back of the, the wagon with support from the others, and he's already rushing in to the shop trying to salvage what he can. And as for uh, father and daughter, what are you two up to?
2: Uh, I imagine Orda, uh stepped off the horse and moved actually to the horse on the ground, her arms around its neck and trying to like pat it and comb it down and kind of distract herself from the mm. havoc she wreaked <laughs> earlier.
0: <laughs> That's fine. You see that actually it's still fastened to, to the wagon that it's pulling. Do you do you unfasten sure. it? Do you yeah. let this Yeah. The horse kind of relaxes a little bit and you can feel its pulse settling. It's taking a while for this to for this to take effect and your fingers run through its mane as you're just relaxing and hushing it gently until the horse just lays its head on your shoulder and you just close your eyes for a second. And all this chaos, the burning, the ferocious flames, the uh, people screaming on the other side of Novograd over in the just city, you're just quiet. finding that moment of silence. <laughs> it's
2: not there. If I don't see it, it's, it's not, not there. there. It's not there if I
1: don't see it. Um, uh, Mr. Vitter, did you make sure no one uh, was on
3: bridge? I just turn around at him and go... No.
4: <laughs> I see.
0: Wagen, what are you doing as your daughter is trying to calm this frantic steed?
4: Well, uh, he's going to be a good parent. Let her play with a horse if she wants to play with a horse. <laughs> <laughs> All daughters need a pony or an uh, equine of some design.
2: Dad, I've always wanted a pony. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: he's going to more pointedly look towards uh, Sansa and uh, more or less just inquire... Where's our next destination? This can't be
0: the final stop. We need to get on the barge. Come on, the acolyte is this way. Could you do me a favor, Vargen? There is a box of books inside Kolkstein's shop. It was the last thing we were going to put on board. What does the box look like? You'll see it, near the back door. What is your daughter's name?
4: He will look over his back towards her before looking back. She's called Oda.
0: Older. Hmm? Got to let that one go. He'll find his way back. We need to get aboard the Acolyte.
2: Right, yes, of course.
0: As you approach over, the horse kind of protests a little bit that you leave, but it does gently walk down to the water side and just drink, which I realize now is salt water. So the horse goes down to drink, goes, blah, and then kind of walks off to graze on the grass instead. Horses love salt. That's why they have salt blocks.
2: I don't, I don't know if it's the same thing, though, but...
0: <laughs> and uh, as you approach over to Sansa, Oda, mm-hmm. she looks at you very curiously. It's strange. It's like I know you. Like I recognize you. But I can't help but feel the guilt but had you left the shop a minute sooner, well, perhaps you would have had more options, and none of this would have come to pass.
2: Well, I think we are out of options ourselves. Oda looks at uh, Bargan for a moment.
4: Bargan is standing like, a, like, taking the first step over the threshold into the shop. Mm. The shop, which is just ruined,
0: by the way, Bargain, like, absolutely destroyed.
4: He would have, like, uh, started heading that way as soon as she told him what to get. So he doesn't hear anything of what these two are saying right now.
0: We'll look out for each other, Oda, okay? You and me?
2: Yes. These are dangerous times for us all.
0: We keep an eye on these boys as well, alright?
2: You saw what I did. I did. And Oda's eyes flashed with grief for a moment.
0: I did not see Malice in your actions. Just panic. Had you taken us down that other road, Oda, far more people could have died. We could have lost the wagon. We could have lost our lives. Sometimes you just have to survive.
2: Karamada save us all. And Oda swallows deeply and looks around if there's anything uh, she can do to distract herself with.
0: Well, you do find a big crate of like uh, meat salt. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's quite valuable. I mean, salt and spices were expensive mm. during the era. So you do see some packing salt here. And uh, actually you quite like salt, uh, Oda, considering that it's quite useful in a lot oh, of the things absolutely. that you do.
2: <laughs>
0: so when you see the salt, you're like, ooh, ritual components. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you grab the crate of salt. Vargen, inside you see this this crate of books and it's very heavy and it's listed alphabetically. As for the other two, Gorm, you quite know Colkstein's shop pretty well. You've been even sleeping upstairs uh, with the dog, no less. And you're marching around. You're just grabbing like Barksley's water bowl. You're grabbing your little like uh, satchel of all your belongings. Because you know about this journey. You know about this mission. And already you go marching off to the back of the property where soon we'll see what's there. As for the Witcher, though, Arthwin the Grizzly, you finish up with the bridge And this smoke now is completely filling the bay. Black as night. The flames hot and ferocious with a slight tinge of green to them. Oh, is the majesty and beauty of alchemy fire. And with that out of the way, it's now a case of getting yourself to grips. Remembering the letter that was sent to you. Right, well, Kalkstein
3: didn't quite make it. So the Witcher turns and heads towards the shop to begin with. Though he's not, perhaps, for a Witcher, very good... With his potions, um, he still feels the the instinct to to scan for ingredients that might that he might recognize as being
0: useful. So, can you go ahead then and just make me? It's quite a low DC because you're inside an alchemist shop. <laughs> so, you can go ahead and you can roll me a wilderness survival check. Wilderness survival. That is a sixteen. All right. So you do find a couple of. Substances, which I'm sure you will find useful. They're already pre bottled, pre oiled. So, in terms of substances, you find three units of Belize fruit. You find two Ghoul claws, three units of celandine. You find five units of allspice root. There is, oh my goodness, this is going to be exciting. There is 20 units of Ducal water. I think it's Ducal or Ducal water? Ducal? Uh, one of the two. Ducal water, which is in a big jar of this pure water. 20 units of that. It's going to last you a very long time. And finally, you find four sprigs of wolfsbane. So, Gorm, you're finishing off putting all of the dog's belongings together until you see the back door swing open. Vargan comes through with his own box of books. Oda has a crate of salt in her arms and standing there like a poor house husband after a day of shopping with all of his bags and his fingers ready to do the mad dash to the front door is the witcher who's got as much of the stuff as he can from the shop. (laughs) And the lot of you look out and you see this beautiful sight, a barge docked at the back of the small island. There's a ramp leading up Gorm is already slowly walking up it, balancing with two arms as he's got his satchel over his shoulder and all his weapons attached to him. Barksley is very carefully walking up the plank as well as Sansa and Fluffy follow.
1: Come, come Barksley!
0: You hear Sansa call out, don't be taking him down lower deck. He doesn't fit, he's fine up here. And you watch as the dog runs around on the main deck. This barge has two sails and uh, it seems to be of an ample size. Who is it, the first of you, that all that go to board this boat? I'll go first. Bargain you and Oda head on up before you're followed by the Witcher.
3: The Witcher finds a place to store his stuff.
0: It's getting a little bit dark now, I will say this. The light is going down, and already Sansa is going around the deck and lighting lanterns. The party, however, do get a bit of a sight for themselves because upon boarding the Acolyte, you would notice the poop deck above the captain's quarters at the rear of the barge, a high vantage point to see along the full 26 metres of the vessel's length. The main deck below, where you stand, roughly 10 metres in width, is kept clean and tidy with ropes bound carefully and stowed neatly to the sides. On both port and starboard sides of the deck, one would notice the two rowboats propped up and ready to be launched at a moment's notice. Sansa gestures on. She says, we'll get things ready here. Gorm, would you help me cast off? Bluffy, get on the wheel. Uh, no, no, no,
1: no, no. We, we wait for friend Kalkstein.
0: Oh. Gorm, Kalkstein isn't coming. Oh, no, no, Kalk- Kalkstein coming. Sansa looks out across... The darkening bay with the smoke filling the space. If we don't go soon, we never will leave without pursuit, Gorm. She desperately looks to Oda to see if Oda can offer anything to this poor Webbub, who seems pretty dedicated to return the old man.
1: We can't leave without Kalkstein.
2: I- I'm afraid we have to. Kalkstein isn't with us anymore, not in this world.
1: Kalkstein dead?
2: I'm afraid,
1: yes. What? No, no, no. We we wait for friend Kalkstein. We can't. Listen, Oda gets down
2: to one knee and kind of like approaches Gorm a little bit. You trust me still, right?
1: Yes? Friend Oda?
2: Yes. We must go, please. What about
1: Kalkstein?
2: Oh, looks up to the sky for a moment. He is with the crow
1: mother now. Safe with crow mother? Yes. Ah, very smart. <laughs> that seems to have satisfied Gorm, who's just nodding and smiling a bit now.
0: we well, do hope you help me, Mr. Gorm. I really need to get this up, because I'm going to get on that wheel. Um, uh, uh, Gorm's, Gorm is coming.
1: Uh, Gorm kind of waddles over towards the ropes to help untie them.
0: Arthwin, meanwhile, you and Vargen and Oda have a bit of time just to uh, acquaint yourselves with the ship. One of the things you see when you're standing on the deck is when you look to your left, to the rear of the ship, you see that there is this captain's cabin, this, this quarters just below the poop deck, and it's got this uh, door just on, on the right side. As you enter the tight confines of the captain's quarters, this space features porthole windows on all sides, a loose hammock, scratched wooden desk, a trunk for clothes and a cabinet secured to the inner wall of the hull. On the desk sits a lute worn by travel in years of fond use, and a brass astroglobe, a sailor's tool for navigating. Below deck you would find barrels, crates and supplies neatly stored and stacked away. The smell of salt would cling to the air, lanterns flicker to illuminate the way through the central gangway of the vessel, And you see two doors leading left and right to sleeping quarters for the crew. At the front of the ship, the bow, a mess room can be found with barrels of booze and fresh water. Along with dried fruits and meats hanging parallel with recently washed linens and laundry. Located at the stern of the ship, also known as the back, are carpentry supplies, additional stores and a brig big enough for one person. Though it's grown somewhat old and rusted. You take a few minutes and you look around and you start to realize, oh, I'm going to be on this boat for a pretty long time.
1: (laughs) Bye, (laughs)
2: Novigrad! Oda stays on the main deck for a bit just to Mm -hmm. get used to the motion, like clutching to the sides of the the banister? I don't know what you would call that on a ship.
0: The railings, the banisters—they the sort of work. The
2: railings, yeah. You know,
0: from being a Skelegre girl yourself, eventually this kind of passes oh, because yeah. you're out on the mouth of the Pontar. This is where the sea meets the river. Mm-hmm. And once you get into the river,
2: it will calm down.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't have to deal with those waves too much. Still,
2: she tries to take in a deep breath of fresh air. Hopefully, fresh, but it's probably very fiery right now.
0: <laughs> very smoky. Very smoky. Indeed.
2: Indeed. <laughs> yeah. But then, actually, I would turn around and see what Vargan and Arthurin are up to.
4: You would sort of just be fiddling with the knots and the like in a boat to make sure that it's all, you know, safely attached and such.
0: Ship shape, as we like to say in the Ship I'm not a sailman.
3: <laughs> if you were, you'd know it was called a sailor.
0: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) what did I say? Sailman. (laughs) Sailman? Oh, no, we're not going to have a good time. Leon was like, let's start a nautical adventure. That would be great, (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't
4: it? He cast many uh, very eyes back towards the docks where people are presumably still
0: running around. You now do see that uh, a row of people are taking buckets to the bridge. You hear riders and hooves. And the more you go back and look, the more you see the distance beginning to build now. What's really fortunate for you is that as the Acolyte, the name of this boat, was leaving, it's managed to mix in and weave between other ships, already kind of distinguishing itself as just part of the, ta- the general traffic that moves through this area, these shipping lanes.
4: Yeah. Uh, looking around how the ship is moving, I don't, it's uh, one can presume it's uh, already sailing. It doesn't need any more tinkering
0: with it's doing pretty well it's doing pretty well one of the things you do notice here and you're pretty good uh kind of inherits uh sailor (laughs) uh, because you do notice these kind of river boats they don't need a lot of chrome they two to three people can get this thing moving in battle should you need to move quickly you would probably need a few more uh but you imagine a, a crew of about six to seven is 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 very very good for a boat like this but it could run on half of that
4: all right while uh, we're already moving along, he'd uh, go inside, uh, down below, and see
0: if there's, like, any, a pair of sticks or something lying around. Yeah, you can go into the carpentry section at the back of the ship, at the stern, and in there you find loads of sticks and supplies and hammers and tools. Yeah, he'd then call out for Oda uh,
4: while making his way back up with a handful of uh, rooms and the like. Oda,
0: you hear your father's voice echoing around the lower deck.
2: Oh, uh, well, okay, I'll go and find
0: him. <laughs> uh, take this bucket and this mop.
4: We're going to make ourselves useful here on the ship.
2: Right. Um.
4: And after we're done with that, we're going to do some uh, lessons for you, so you can protect yourself.
2: I-, I think I can protect myself well enough. All
4: right, uh, after she says that, he's going to, like, uh, whack her at the thigh with his mop, as if it was a sword.
2: She looks shocked somewhat confused right right point made um well i guess we make ourselves useful then
4: good and he then takes like a step forward and rests his big burly hand on her shoulder i'm just trying to keep you safe
2: i know she looks him a bit deeper in the eyes and places her own hand uh, on his on her shoulder i've been fending for myself quite well all these years you know You need not worry about my safety.
4: I still will, until you give me ample evidence. You will not need any more guidance from me.
2: (laughs) I suppose that's fair. But come, let's make ourselves useful, and uh, I'll introduce you to my friend, actually, the Witcher.
4: He then gives a, a warm, welcoming smile. I would like that very much.
2: Good.
3: So uh, speak of the devil, Uh, as this is going on, uh, the Witcher is attempting to make his way through this room in his exploration of the ship uh, to follow the uh, gangway down towards this sort of lower deck common area. Um, And as he, he hears mention of Witcher, he sort of stops trying to just discreetly get through the room and...
0: Gives a little awkward sort of wave. As you do give your awkward little wave, you feel the medallion around your neck vibrate.
3: My initial reaction is to to sort of grasp it and uh, immediately try to get a sense of what might be uh, setting it off.
0: Well, as you know, as a witcher, all these many, many years, decades even, uh, that your medallion will vibrate when monsters or magic are nearby. Right, so my
3: first thought is that Oda might be doing something, but it doesn't look like it. Mm -hmm. Second thought is monsters. Mm -hmm. Is there a way I could explain this away without having to fight anything? Um, Are there
0: drowners under the ship? Well, you can see him confused Oda. He's going through a process right now. Yeah, I can
2: see that in his eyes, I imagine. So Oda puts aside the broom and just moves in to, like, grab the Witcher in a in a tight hug oh Arthwin there's no need for that it's good to see you my friend
3: uh there's a, a sort of pause from the Witcher and he and he relaxes and he hugs her back it's good to see you too
2: you came to save me a second time thank you
3: it certainly it certainly seems that way
2: The that takes one arm off him and like turns to uh Vargen I want you to meet my father
3: the witcher looks over at Vargin and just sort of
0: starts by eyeing him up and down. You're both about the same height. And even though you've lived for many, many, many years, you haven't actually seen a man as well built as this as you are. Kind of both contesting in forms of like shape <laughs> a little bit.
3: After the initial sort of evaluation, the witcher just sort of gives like a, hmm. <laughs> and he approaches the man and uh, uh, hands him his his gloved hand
4: he gives the hand like a curious look this is uh, mostly a mainlander citations instead he's going to grab him by the forearm or more or less like forcefully pull him into an embrace i'm indebted to you for saving my daughter before thank you sort
3: of caught off guard clears, throat> clears his throat and says you're you're uh, you're welcome <laughs> don't uh, don't mention it i probably will
0: I uh, I figured. I am Bargan. It's nice to meet you, Arthur Meanwhile, Gorm, you eventually come down off the top rigging. You've been up there a few times. It's okay. It's not too scary. And you come on down through the rigging. Santa looks at you and says, that will do for now. I'll be down with you all in a minute. Why don't you go and show them where the ale is? I think they need it.
1: Oh, Gorm likes ale. Mm, yes,
0: I know you do. Mm,
1: yes. But actually, you stay here. He points to Barksley and just kind of pets the dog, said, you've you deserved a rest.
0: Barksley, right next to you, he's got his little paws over the side of the Aww. boat and he's just watching the waves go by <laughs> as they just kind of swell up. And, and I mean, in terms of sailing, the Acolyte is a fine ship. She creaks as much as any with the roll of the waves and the push of the current, but even for her fair size, she cuts through the water with ease. Sansa Ensures that you're all making good speed, catching the westerly wind blowing inward toward the land, and you can all now feel sort of that just that stress and that worry and just dissipate a little bit more. Eventually, you hear Gorm coming down the steps, clanking along, and you see the belly before the head.
1: He does seem a little, uh, a little downtrodden. He's not like as cheerful as he might be normally, but he makes his way downstairs and sees the two guys uh, half embracing, and he just kind of waddles up to them and just like ah. Friends and he wraps his little arms around their knees because he's not tall <laughs> enough to really <laughs> no. Ah
2: Gorm, you're here. Hmm? You're here. Have you hmm. have you um met my father and Arthwin? Do you know each other?
1: Gorm kind of looks up at Arthwin. Father?
2: No no <laughs> and she uh, puts her hand on uh ah. Bargan's shoulder. One. Hmm.
1: Ah. Hello.
4: Greetings. You are a. I'm Gorm. A Gorm.
1: I'm a Gorm. (laughs) We've
2: only uh, met briefly in the past years. Um. Though Gorm is a very, um, should I say, courageous one.
1: Hmm. Mm. Yes. Gorm kind of pulls out a little, a little necklace. It's kind of made out of bone and feathers and stuff makes Gorm very courageous
4: <laughs> you're also very kind I have noticed mm. to worry for others as you have
1: oh I miss friend Kalkstein
2: I know you know maybe we can do something to remember him by later does that sound good to you? like what? well light a candle, send some words to him
0: what
4: about drinking? Ah That is a tradition we enjoy very much back home. Drinking It's a tradition they enjoy very much in most places. Celebrate the life they had. Do not mourn them passing. Their passing. Do not mourn their passing. <laughs> he nods himself, satisfied. That was probably correct.
1: Gorm kinda pats Arthur's like big witch, make make boom.
3: The uh, the witcher looks down at the fuzzy creature and for a moment considers his reaction before smiling and giving him a nod. Mm, yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, boom. Yes,
3: yes, big witch, mm, big, yes, witch big witch makes big, big boom.
0: Indeed, <laughs> yes. indeed, my friend, indeed. What about this is a big boom? Says Sansa as she's looking in. Fluffy just running through as he eyes the, the ale cow, you know, caskets over in the corner and he starts... <laughs> Picking up mugs and everything.
3: At that, the, at the Witcher sort of joining in the in, in Gorm's ridiculousness looks at Sansa and goes, Aye, aye, the bigger the Witcher, the bigger the boom.
0: <laughs> I will have to hold you to that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we all go having a drink, I look, I should probably tell you a little bit more about what's going on. Yes. So now that we are away from all the problems there in the city... I will tell you now, I wasn't supposed to lead this mission. Kolkstein should have been here right now. I'm sorry, Gorm. Mm. The
3: Witcher takes a knee and puts a hand on Gorm's back. Gorm just kind of turns
1: around and embraces the Witcher. Mm.
0: Sansa grabs one of the mugs and she passes it to you, Oda. Fluffy brings over two more for the others and, and then Sansa grabs a fourth and she hands it down to you. Gorm.
1: Oh. Gorm's demeanor changes a little bit. When there's ale, he takes the mug. He's pretty excited about this.
0: The sorceress, Ilya Kalisa awaits us in Banglia. There we are told she prepares magical passage, but we gather along the pontar. Kolkstein, he, he told me that our job is to find artifacts, scriptures and scrolls of chaos, writings of the older days, spells and invocations, thousands of years old. I have never seen a man more devoted because in all his life.
1: we found many stuff,
0: many stuff. She looks down to the box you brought in, Vargan. The books. Mm -hmm. That is all of Colkstein's collection, novice level formula. Anybody here that's an alchemist, I'm sure, will find that very interesting. But it is not safe here on the deck. Come, I think it's time I show you something. And she stands up, she puts her ale mag down, and she walks back through the gangway in the middle of the lower deck, back towards the stairs that lead up to her quarters. Hmm. If her mug's not
4: empty, Warren's going to take it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not She hasn't even really begun it yet You just you, you just grab your
0: mug yeah, and have yeah, and you go will the latest to show up where should, Wherever they went Okay, does anyone stay behind? Does everyone go?
2: Go, yeah Yeah,
1: go on models after
0: You head on up to Sansa's cabin And she leans over her desk And spins a curious Astrological globe The one you first saw She turns it twice forward And once more back The combination creates a strong clicking noise somewhere below, and the globe locks itself into place. Your eyes dart to the staircase leading below, the one you just walked through, as a veil of shimmering blue magic spreads forth, filling the threshold. The thrum of magic stirs in the air around you, the witch's medallion shakes and vibrates again, and the hair on the back of your necks stand on end. It's a little nauseating feeling as you pass through the barrier, but immediately you are met with a new sight. The space beyond the portal defies all reason and logic. An antique themed study exists beyond it, easily plucked straight from a noble manor. There are green leather studded chairs with a roaring fireplace and wooden mahogany desk. Stone walls and stained glass windows feature on all sides along with an array of empty shelves and display cabinets neatly placed around the edges of the room. There are no other doors leading into this place, save the barrier you just passed through. You no longer sense the motion of the barge, and nor do you smell the salt in the air or feel the humidity on your skin. Oh, big magic. Where are we? I don't know, Vargen. you can't open the windows... You can look out, look, and she takes you over to one of the archways and it's just a simple, serene countryside on the outside. I don't know if we are somewhere or if we are not.
2: Is this where you keep everything you've collected over the years?
0: Well, she grabs at the big box of books. This is where it begins. As she starts loading the shelf just to the left of the portal, it does indeed see that there is every single novice level formula for alchemy. So when really? you find those in the rule book, you can use all of those now if you just come and grab the mm-hmm. diagram from this. Gorm kind of points
1: over to the fireplace like, no, no, no fireplace on boat.
0: I don't think we're on the boat, Gorm. No,
1: we're on boat.
0: Anyway, I better get back on deck. <laughs> There's a letter on the table and a map. Just acquaint yourself with what is going on, and if you have any questions, I'll do my best, but My friends, you must forgive me. Kalkstein should have been here. She looks at Gorm again, being bad about her words. I... We just continue on as we plan to.
2: You're doing all you can, and thank you for trusting us with all of this.
0: She moves one of her dreads back over one of her scarred, sliced ears, and she just sort of lids her head down and says, I don't have anyone else to turn to. And she heads back through the portal,
3: the Witcher nods and uh, and you know, continues using a fingernail to sort of... Scar the back of his ring. Mark, mark, mark in the back of his hand that it's two forward and one back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there is a huge astroglobe in this room, much bigger, uh, that you can move these giant metal rings on. and It's kind of one of these, uh, these devices that scholars use to map the stars.
1: Gorm kind of grabs, uh, Oda's hand and just kind of drags her over to the table. Read, read letter! What? Read letter now. Read letter! Kirkstein letter.
2: Letter? Mmm. Sansa say letter. Oh! Right. Of course. Uh, Oda looks a bit confused for a moment.
0: Yeah, because the thing is, Oda, what's going on right now is completely natural, normal things that you do in your everyday life. Moving into a f- weird room in the middle oh, yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. But you do find a letter on the table, Mm. and with it is a large, uh, long map. Oda, would you like to read the letter? Sure.
2: My old friend, be diligent upon your path, and set off at your soonest convenience. Should one wish to collect a few flowers along the way, then one should ponder such thoughts. In Oxenford, studied a doctor plucked straight from the summer vine. His notes are tonic for both mind and body. Should one walk the Lavalette temple gardens, kneel before Melitele, her tears lead us to clarity. A good friend moved to Rind, as subtle as a saw as a peacock's feather, a collector of colors just like us. The forests of Flotsam bear the oldest fruit, ruined and crumbling. Look beneath the roses we remember. Kings and queens have ruled at Hag, its barrows of royal voices heard. Seek the warmest fire atop the mountains over Vergen. Such a climb is a prize in itself. Safe travels to you. Bannaglien is beautiful this time of year. I.K. Hm. It seems um, your master Kalkstein has um, left us a shopping list of sorts.
1: Mm. Flowers. A riddle more like it. Corm is kind of just slurping his beer, just like looking up at you with expectant eyes.
2: Kind of like mm, semi trying to remember the map and all that. Are these in order of going up the Pontar?
0: When you look at the map, you know that Novigrand, which is where you were, yeah. just before Oxenford on the yeah. western side, on the left yeah. side of the map, you know that next you would be approaching Oxenfurt if you're traveling up the Pontar. Then, indeed, Castle Lavalette, Rind. Egremont is not mentioned. Um, Flotsam ears, Castle Haag, Vergen. Hensel's camp is not. That's a new addition added because you know that there's been a war recently. Mm. And Banglian at the end is the big settlement there in Kedwin. All right.
2: Does Sansa know about this letter?
0: Well, she's not in the room with you, so you're asking the others. Yeah. Was the letter sealed when we opened it, or was it just no. there? No, it was open on the desk.
2: Father, I personally don't think we have any other choice but to go down this path. Calgstein is left for us, at least take passage on the boat.
1: Um, mm, we have to help Calxteen.
2: Right, I wouldn't... Mind helping my little friend here. <clears throat> she nods at the Gorm.
1: The, uh,
3: the witcher takes a step forward and produces a letter from his bag and, and gives a nod. The letter I received from him sounded quite urgent.
1: Gorm puts his mug on the table and kind of turns around and tries to open one of the two uh, cupboards behind him.
0: The mug creating a lovely stain, ring stain on the table, <laughs> seeping into the mahogany in the fabric.
2: It's mahogany! <laughs>
0: the mahogany! <laughs> you open one of those cupboards and it's just empty inside. Empty. He kinda closes it and
1: waddles over to the other ones and tries to open it as well. Empty.
0: The only filled cupboard is the one with the books in it that were just placed.
2: Arthwin, you were here because you were summoned by this stain
3: true and I open the letter
0: um, and I hand it to Oda the letter reads Arthwin the Grizzly I call upon your services in this coming eclipse of chaos to protect that which is shadowed a tribute can be made in abundance for your support but all ends in fire if Novigrad is not where you walk Alchemist Colstein
1: Hmm. what it say
2: did you... Rather, I should ask, what is your take on this journey?
3: The Witcher takes a breath and thinks about it for a moment. Well, I am not inclined to distrust the man. He made it very clear that this was of grave importance. It sounds to me, if we don't do this, something quite Disastrous may come of it.
1: Mm. Mm. It's very bad. Witch people burn witches. Mm. Mm. Not good. That is that
3: is very bad, yes, indeed.
1: The mm. way I
2: see it with how things are progressing so quickly, we have nowhere else safe to go.
4: I am uneasy for many reasons about this journey but it uh, would be against many things I stand for if I were to say no carrying out uh, Kalkstein's wishes.
3: Um, and the Witcher also sort of looks at Oda and, and gives her a somber sort of look. And uh, as if that weren't enough, I do still owe you.
2: Hm. I'd say we owe each other.
3: Maybe so, but I couldn't very
4: well leave you here to do this on your own.
1: I appreciate the thought. Gorman Barkley helped too. Mm.
4: Do not think of it as fleeing as much as surviving. We are not on a run. We are moving with purpose.
1: Right. Run run from burning witches. They're bad. Bad
4: people. Mm. We are not running from them. They just happen to be chasing us because they are afraid of what we can do.
1: Gorm kind of nods, but it's very clear by his speedy little eyes that he has no clue what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ida leans over the table for a bit, taking a deep breath, because I think she will recollect some things when the burning of witches is mentioned.
0: And you ponder into the fireplace, which, by the way, needs no fuel, needs no additions. Definitely thoughts do race through your mind. Thoughts that are interrupted by Fluffy, of course, he pops through the barrier. and <laughs> going, Oh, s- always wanting to do that. Normally Sansa did not let me do that, but I got to do it myself when I came through. And he <laughs> points around and he says, I'm oh, just wondering if you're wanting something to eat and a bit of a drink. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm down in the mess hall if you want anything. So do join me, otherwise I'm just drinking on my own again. <laughs> and he just pops through the portal and just walls off.
1: Gorm excitedly grabs his mug again and just waddles after. Something,
3: uh, something that draws Arthwin to Gorm, so he follows.
2: <laughs> oh, that looks over her shoulder briefly as she's turned to the fireplace. I, um, I think I'll stay here and, uh, browse through these formula for a moment.
4: He nods and he's going to sit down next to her, picking up a book. That you probably don't even quite understand.
0: It is a book that's titled...
2: Fifty Shades of Vermillion.
0: Oh, no! <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Fifty <laughs> Shades of Vermillion! And everyone's not read! No. Actually, it is called that, because I'm so into that <laughs> right now. Just a book. Says Fifty Shades of Vermillion uh, and all the shades other than red, And it's just a deep understanding of of how how basically to avoid oils from clotting when you're using vermilion substances. There we go. But uh, meanwhile, back down in the lower deck, the rest of you are having a good drink and uh, I'll say that you pass the night away with some fun chatter, maybe a few dice games. I hear they're quite popular, these (laughs) dice games. As you throw a few around, uh, you definitely sink your way into that barrel of ale and Sansa continues to sail the ship into the night at some point, she does pop her head down and she does pop into the portal and come into the uh, which the room, which she calls the crow's nest, by the way, which is a fun play in words because the crow's nest does exist on a boat. And I guess when she gets to mention it, people won't second guess that there's a hidden space on board the ship. But she does pop her head in and just see how you're all doing. And uh, she informs the crew in general that she's going to sail through the night and sleep and board the next destination when you get to Oxenfoot. When she does
4: pop in, uh Vargin sitting there with a like a notebook that he's trying to write in. And if you see here in Elder Speech, you write it like this. Trying to very he's trying to teach her like more, more written forms of elder speech. Like what
0: is your ranks in Elder Speech? Uh, Oda, and what are you you've got four, and what does Oda have? Three. Three. Can you go ahead and make me a teaching role? And the DC would be nine. Because she has three ranks in it already ah
4: all right so nothing but a colossal screw up i colossally screwed oh, no! up no! <laughs> I mean,
2: well, it's, the... it's a 10 it's a yeah, 10 he's trying to bond, you know it's kind of like a tense <laughs>
0: what i really what i really love about how good you are as a teacher varken is that you rolled a, a natural one which brought your score to 10 but you, you fumbled by five, you rolled a natural one, but it's still 10. It's still one over the DC, even though you fumbled. <laughs> so it's a little bit, uh, you know, stop and go. He, he's, he hasn't done it for a little while. It's been a few <laughs> years since he taught. But I will say that you gain three IP, three IP towards the elder speech language. But yeah, the night goes on, you guys have a drink, and eventually you all find your ways to some kind of uh, place to sleep on board, whether it's a hammock or whether it's a bed. You guys will have to decide which ones you choose. There are two hammocks and there are two beds. The Witcher is going to attempt to uh, call dibs on a bed. On an actual bed. Right.
3: On an okay. actual
0: bed. Yeah, you were already in there. And when you say dibs, you mean you were lying on it before anyone else could come he and you. Yeah,
2: rolled on it, like left his scent, <laughs> scruffled oh. up the, <laughs> the beddings about. Quite appropriately,
3: quite appropriately and bear,
0: quite bare-like. He just... Rubs his scent all over the <laughs> bed. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, and the ale as well, because he went in with his mug at the time and just, just spilled it everywhere. What, what does Oda and Vargen pick? Are we thinking beds and hammocks? Like, well, what's the plan, you two? What's this night? He's going to fall asleep in the couch actually, with
4: a book over his chest, which was one of the books Oda oh, was reading really first. He's trying to teach himself her interests
0: so he can like uh, talk to her about <laughs> it.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> So, he's learning alchemy, so he's memorizing a few diagrams. That's what we're actually doing. <laughs> I don't understand any of this. So, you fall asleep on the sofa. Not the most comfortable sleep, but it's a sleep full and restful uh, nonetheless. And then, Oda, where are you sleeping tonight? You see your old pa snoring. Do you hear it? Those snores. You remember them from the days back in the circle. He is sleeping on his back. You can always tell when he <sighs> is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cover my head with a pillow and no. <laughs> I think um, I mean the portal gets you. you can open the portal from this side as well you can
0: open and close the portal from both sides so
2: I think she's just going to very quietly leave at some point during the night after she's uh, done a little bit more reading perhaps just go up to one of the hammocks I think uh...
0: which is I believe one of the more comfortable ways to sleep at sea because (laughs) it rocks with the ship yeah (laughs) Um, so yeah she's smart she's been on a few boats she knows where this is at
1: Gorm He's gonna go have a snoring competition with the Bear Witcher in, uh, in the bedroom with the beds. But Barksley will probably like go uh, sleep in front of Oda's door. No! Oh!
0: Brilliant. You go and leap up into bed with the Witcher, and you don't need a blanket or anything because you're all fur. Sorry, with the Witcher? Not with the Witcher on the other <laughs> bed. You don't need warmth, you're furry, uh, as you, as you say, And you have the lightest snores, the very high-pitched little snores. As,
3: as uh, Gorm enters the room, uh, he sees the Witcher on the bed, doing very admirably at the snoring competition... Uh, with a, with a, one large ungloved hand flat on the floor by the bed. he's just uh, he's, he's, his arm over the side of the bed and a hand resting on the floor.
1: Oh, Gorm just kind of very, very quietly, well, as quietly as he can in his uh, slightly inebriated state, kind of waddles over, tipping on his toes, and just kind of very carefully tries to pick up his arm and and put it back on the bed and just tug him in a little bit, put the blanket around him. I thought you
2: were going to say you were going to put his hand in a glass of water or something.
0: (laughs) Put cream on it and a tickle's nose. And then you open the porthole and throw all of his belongings.
1: (laughs) No Gorm is tugging in the bear witch. No.
0: The, the one the
3: one time that the witcher decides to sleep and not just meditate <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he's being tucked in. by <laughs> oh, a chubby way above. I like to imagine you wake up and is just staring at you when <laughs> <in> the <laughs> next morning but I don't know maybe we'll see what we'll see what
1: you are so beautiful when you sleep <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the night goes by you all get some good rest in and the boat... Is rocking less when you wake up. Still cutting through the water. But there's a bright new light coming through the porthole windows into your rooms. And there's a smell of some dried ham has been uh, stirred up, along with some potatoes. Fluffy gets some food in all of you. Does inform you that they do need to get some new food at, at some point. I don't really want to be the one that says it, but I think we might need to get some more provisions. I've sorted what I can and I've put in jars what I couldn't. Either way, keep an eye out when we get to Oxenford. And speaking of which, Sansa's got us there in good time. Lovely weather today. It's it's a good day for travelling.
2: Oh, truly.
3: As if to to confirm the statement, the Witcher heads for the stairs
0: uh, to see if that is indeed true. Sun is out. The wind is howling. (laughs) And you stand on the deck and it's just like biggest expanse in the world. You can just feel all of the world around you. And you can now start to see the sides of the Pontar as you're approaching Oxenfurt, which would be Velen or White Orchard to your right, to the port side. You see that the city of Oxenfurt is probably only a few more minutes away. Sansa is up on the on the helm. She kind of gives you a wave. I hope you are slept well.
3: The Witcher is completely unable to contain the wide smile on his face, cause this is actually his favourite weather. Warm sun, but howling wind. He uh walks over to the to the railing and leans on it, and he gives Sans a quick wave. I slept incredibly well. I didn't even know your sword <laughs> slept. It's it's a misconception. We certainly do. We certainly do sleep, but uh in most cases, it's more convenient not to. In this instance, I I
0: figured it would be safe. Mm,
1: and Gorm kind of joins them on the deck, putting his hands on his hip and taking like a deep breath.
0: Mm. Do you have pants on, though?
1: Gorm has pants on, don't worry. Ah, a big day! And Gorm kind of walks up next to the Witcher, like, Gorm, big seaman. You seaman?
3: Uh, the 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 Witcher uh, sort of leans down to Gorm and uh, just pats him on the head. You, you you probably you probably shouldn't say that, Gorm.
0: If if anything, you're on the river. Gorm says Sansa as she starts to turn the wheel, bringing you around the uh, the point of the bridge that they raise, so that the barge can come by without smashing into the structure.
3: <laughs> the The Witcher uh, gently grabs Gorm by the shoulders and goes, "Yes, in the, you say that you're you're a you're a riverman. You're a riverman, Gorm. Riverman.
0: Mm. Gorm, arthwin I need you on the sails. Could you get the others as well? We're pulling in. So the Witcher
3: quickly dots over to the to the stairs and uh, calls down
0: for the others, for he obeys the captain's commands. Now, the way this is going to work, guys, I need two separate sailing checks. And so you go up and you work on like rigging and uh, you know trimming the sails and what have you.
1: Gorm is going to help out with the sails and the riggings and whatnot.
0: You can go ahead and roll a sailing check. Who else volunteers you know to what? be a part I'm, of whether this I'm, is a chaos? You know what? I'm going to pump two luck into this. Oh, okay. Okay, I see. I see. You don't want to sink it right now. That's mm. all you're saying, right? Well, you're not on the helm, but you are definitely up there. Okay. 18,
4: very good. He's going to come up, scratching his uh, beard, look around, look at his sails being moved, people being told to move, and then he's going to, you know, whisper into the wind for some guidance, so he hopefully doesn't crash and burn the whole thing going in. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to cast uh, an invocation upon yourself? I am going to cast Blessing of Fortune on myself, and... Then I'll try, because I have one whole skill in sailing, so someone stop me if they have more right now.
0: (laughs) It could go... I mean, you you get to re-roll this if it fumbles, so... (sighs) On them. Sixteen. For you, that is a really good roll. A natural eight. So, yeah, so that comes to sixteen. The two of you get to work. You guys follow Sansa's instructions, working alongside Fluffy as you guide the Acolyte into Oxenfurt's port. The academic city is awash with clay, red-bricked buildings. Classic-styled homes of the century that line the docks and feature backward into the settlement itself. Seagulls fly overhead, landing down in the shallows to pick and harass the fishermen who prepare their nets for a day upon the river. The water is murky, dark, and positively filthy. Sewer pipes run out from the banks, with all manner of waste slowly leaking into the bay. But this doesn't deter the locals. It's a way of life. Even as you dock neatly on the eastern side of the city, the wafting smoke from the high walled buildings and chimneys cloud your senses, taking much of the focus from the vessel too. Sansa alights as you finish tying ropes and securing the barge. You can see her speaking with a contact on the dockside. They exchange some coin, a handshake, and then she returns. We are good for a few days at least. He never saw us and is far wealthier for his discretion. She gives you all a knowing look. Do you know who the doctor might be? I don't know anything about a doctor. I've been here a few times, more than I'd like to admit. It's a good place to get drunk after a long sail, but I don't know anything about a doctor. You would have to ask around. Make sure to give yourself time to rest a little bit while you're here also. I'm going to sleep, and Fluffy, you're going to look after me, yes? Oh, you will. I'll just be on deck. I don't think you should take Barksley with you, Gorm. It—it's a little bit full-on for a crowd. Why don't you stay with me?
1: Barksley stay here. Mm.
0: We are both gonna keep watch. Mm. And you see, uh, Fluffy pull out some crocheting. He gets his little crochet needles out, and he sits there with just some material, and he starts working on possibly a <laughs> scarf because that's what everyone makes with those kind of things. <laughs>
1: that's right? true. Barksley, Barksley, made big noise
0: if if burning witches come.
2: Someone's staying behind on the boat, right?
0: Sansa and Fluffy and Barksley will remain on board. Mm. Okay. Sansa is going to sleep but Fluffy is keeping an eye on. Okay. What have you got in mind?
2: No, then I don't uh, Don't want to waste any infused dust yet.
0: The <laughs> oh, well, not yet. Fair enough.
3: The, uh, the Witcher, before they leave the boat, uh, would like to Approach, uh, Oda actually, uh, wherever she is,
0: she's on the deck with you.
2: Yeah, imagine she's just uh, kind of like going through her stuff a bit like, you know, her components and everything, making everything in order for whatever journey they're about to go on.
0: This is a sophisticated woman, she has pouches all around her yeah. belt, <laughs> she's, she's got well like, a ordered. <laughs> She, uh, she <laughs> has a She's system. <laughs> got it figured out much better than I have. <laughs> which is, which is, you see, Arthwin's stuff is just stuffed into pockets and parts of his bandolier.
2: I imagine her pouches have pouches with little, like... <laughs> pouches. Yeah.
0: She has a folder structure
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. a thousand years before everyone else. <laughs> Implying that windows will be invented in the world of The Witcher eventually. <laughs> right. Uh, so... Um, Yes, so he approaches Oda and uh, sort of just leans on the railing next to her and uh, looks at her and asks, How uh, how are you feeling? Are you okay?
2: Well, at least we managed to get some sleep. I'm well.
3: You, you mean that? Or yes. You feel remorse?
2: I, uh... I'm not proud of what happened yesterday, and... It is certainly horrible to see what's happening to this world, and it might be too much for me to bear, but at least with this journey we have a purpose, yes?
3: He sort of thinks for a moment, and um, he doesn't look satisfied with, with that answer. Not necessarily because of the answer, but perhaps something Something clicks internally, and he he seems quite dissatisfied for a moment before he forces a, a smile, and he looks at you and says, We will. It'll be all right. Yeah. And he puts a hand on her shoulder.
0: Bargain, you take a step off the boat, feeling the plank. Good, good weight, good good plank. could make a boat out of this um, not terrible you head on down down to the dock the rest of you follow as barksley fluffy they kind of give you a wave i mean the dog doesn't wave it's not that well trained (laughs) so that is where we will bring today's episode to a close we love bringing you these episodes guys so if you're enjoying listening to them go and check us out at elsewhereandbeyond.com. follow us at elsewhere beyond Uh, we have a patreon as well And uh, we're just so grateful for all the support so far. So until next time, look after yourselves, and we will see you for episode four of The Witcher Chaos on the Pontar. Bye-bye.